Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Burntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Burntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. In the humming forest in Kino is the village of Kokelo, a magical place where the forest life chirps their melodies, the trees rustle a percussion, and the wind adds a mystical base. Kokelo is a celebration of joy in nature and song. The people that live here, devoted followers of Lelira, have almost all gone to spread the joyous word of their goddess to a world that sorely needs to be cheered after the death of gods. Amongst the people left behind to maintain the village, is Suvi, a druid who brings joy to nature itself. How did a village druid end up on Helsos Island? What caused her to leave her home? And how did Suvi end up a stowaway on Baskin ship? I guess we're about to find out. Welcome to Suvi's backstory for the lucky die in Kino. Within the humming forests, deep within Kino, there is a small village called Karkilo. This place is Lilira's spiritual home, shall we say. It's, it's her home away from home. There are temples here, there are musicians here, there are dancers here. It's deep within the forest. A lot of druids hang out here too, in touch with the joyous harmony that is around this village of fun and frolicking. And today is a day much like any other. The sun is beginning to shine through the leaves. The songs of the morning are beginning to be sung and it can be heard around, but it's much quieter, much more subdued than normal. For you see, gods have been dying recently and it's the will of the people of this village to go spread that morale boosting, the joy, to remind them that things aren't so bad and we'll get through it. Many of the people of the village have left. They've gone to Shovana, they've gone to Deepmoor, they've gone to Freedom's Bluff. They've travelled across Kino, spreading the word of Lalira, just trying to keep people's spirits up, keep morale going in this awful hard time. So the villagers that remain are the people running the temple, the few people who are around to help them sustain the village as it is. It's quieter than normal but it's still filled with life and joy and song and dancing and music. We find ourselves on the edge of this small town. We find ourselves in a bit of a clearing within the woods. And we kind of zoom in a little bit on this 
rat that's running around and scurrying backwards and forwards, bringing these pieces of grain, these bits of food to a pile in the middle. And you see them scamper over to a log, jump up and look up at this female gnome. Karen, would you be so kind as to describe Suvi for us? Right. So Suvi uh, is fairly small. She has brown, uh, messy hair. She's around 50 years old, so fairly young in gnomish years. And she's she wears brown robes. Uh, there is a, a big rowan branch uh, laying beside her. She's not holding it currently. Uh, <laughs> and she is uh, smiling at the rat. Um, the rat kind of like looks up at you and, and, and like kind of tips its head a little bit. You see it's its um, nose kind of flicker a little bit. And in, and in the language of the druids, the language of the animals, it says, See, this is where I keep all of my food and all of my grain. But it keeps being taken, and I don't know how to stop it. Oh, oh, that, that, that's good. Um, maybe, maybe you should put it uh, somewhere else, uh, in, in, a, in a tree, perhaps? A tree? What tree? Can, can you show me a place? I, I don't want to get eaten by the owls, and I don't want it to be stolen by the squirrels. Uh. Of course. Um, hang on. Uh, there's a rowan tree over there, which is my special tree. If you just climb up my shoulder. Uh, it kind of like scampers to your hand and then just in a very few death moves, it's just sitting on your on your shoulder. It's little kind of like paws, it's little feet up by its face as it's kind of like trying to balance itself and, and keep an eye on this new perch. Right. And, and Suvi grabs part of her uh, cloak and sort of gathers up the little seeds and the food in her cloak and carries it with her. <laughs> oh, <laughs> and, thank you. And walks over uh, to a tree nearby and sort of shows uh, shows the rat a little sort of nest place within the tree and says, oh, oh I think, I think, I think here is good. Uh, I, there are no squirrels in this tree and you will be under my protection. Ah, oh, thank you. I... I, I appreciate all of your help. It's been very difficult feeding the babies when all of our food keeps getting stolen. Oh, Thank you. Of course. Uh, where, where, where are you, ba your babies? Uh, can I help you transport them? B perhaps? The, the babies are too small to move right now. My lady, my lady is looking after them and I have to bring her food, but I have to make sure we keep <gasps> stores just in case. There are eight of them this time. Oh, perfect. What are their names? Oh, we haven't named them yet. We don't name them until they become bigger in case any of them um, get hurt because some of them die from all sorts of things. So we, it's bad luck to name them before they leave the nest. Very well. Uh, I, I understand. But perhaps, perhaps if, if you like, I, I can help you name maybe, maybe, maybe one uh, l later. You could name one. I'm sure my lady wouldn't mind. Ah. Oh. Thank you. That would be my greatest joy. Um, I'll find you where I found you in the village. Yes. And I will bring them when they leave the nest to come and meet you. Oh, I am so very much looking forward to that. Oh, what joy. <laughs> Thank you. Um, and they kind of like scurry down your arm and then they kind of like jump off after like you've put the food in the nest mm -hmm. for them. They kind of like rear up and they kind of like wave their paw and Aww. then they just go scampering off into the underbush. 
you now know how to turn into a rat. (laughs) (laughs) I do. Or a mouse, whatever you feel. (laughs) Maybe a rat baby once I've met them. You could be any age rat you like. (laughs) I do warn you, super baby rats, I don't think they open their eyes very much, so it'd be very useful as a form. (laughs) True. Okay, yes. But but cute. (laughs) (laughs) Um. So what do you want to do now? Why is it that you're particularly left behind in the village other than probably your age? Um, What is it that you do to help the village survive while most of the people are gone? I think what Suvi does is uh, she does uh, help with the the water and the uh, food uh, preparation Mm -hmm. and the uh, gathering and all of that stuff. She also helps. She loves plants and growing stuff. So she does help in the, I wouldn't say that there is any sort of uh, farm type uh, planting or anything (laughs) like that, but I think that there is uh, places where they go to gather uh, foodstuffs and she sort of tends those uh, places. And I think that is one reason. Yeah, it's quite, yeah, it's like quite chaos farming around the area, Um, just laid out in in a way that is pleasing to the site, even if it's not 100% like great yield of the berries, like they're laid out in such a way that it is just beautiful to look at. Um, As you kind of like make your way across to where you would be um, gathering the the food and the Mm -hmm. supplies for like the morning or the afternoon, um, it's a lot less than you would normally have to do because, you know, there's a lot less of you here. There's probably only a dozen left in the village itself, including some of the the priests and the priestesses here. Yeah. it probably won't take you very long at all to gather the berries. And you can notice that the bushes are actually just overgrowing. Like you can see some of the branches are kind of heavily laden with these berries at the point where they're almost about to break sort of thing Um, because there are so few of you to eat now uh, from a village what was nearly hundreds to, you know, about a tenth of that. Um, It's it's a sight to behold and it is absolutely beautiful to see all these kind of reds and black berries and blueberries all around. Um, It's very easy to gather up your supplies. Um, you would make your way probably just before midday at this mm-hmm. point. Um, you'd be able to make your way to the places where everybody eating. Um, you notice that the priestess is missing, the high priestess of Lalira, whose name is... <sighs> oh. uh, her name is Sialdra. Okay, Thank how do we spell Rose. that? If we're playing this at home, it's C... I, A with an apostrophe, L-D-R-A, Cialdra. Yeah, you notice that the high priestess is missing. Um, the other priests and priestess in the, the kind of like their formal robes of like a tight bindings underneath very like translucent robes or excesses of scarves. Um, most of them have like little um, bracelets with bells on them or they are carrying small instruments, but everywhere they go, it's like a, like a wind chime effect going off. <laughs> um, but you notice kind of like the most tinkly of sounds, the kind of the most graceful of steps, they're, they're missing from the table. Right. That's weird. How long has that been going on? Is that new that it's missing? Uh, She's been missing since like last night. She's not Mm. like missing, missing. Um, Like she just wasn't at dinner last night. She wasn't at dinner. She wasn't at breakfast this morning. She's not, you know, at lunch today. Um, The other priests and priestesses here, but for the most part, it's just you, them and a few others, but the high priestess is missing. Okay. Do I... Can I perhaps ask one of the uh, high priest or the the priests? Yeah, um, 
There is a kind of like a, a taller, thinner male gnome. Um, he has like a really long, elongated face, and mm-hmm. he has like you know a, a grey moustache that kind of like trails far down his face into his chest, sort of thing. Um, and he's only kind of like wearing wrappings around his his bottom half, and they're kind of like a bright purple colour. And he has lots of bells all over his wrists and his arms. Um, and he smiles at you when you when you speak with him. He's like. Yes, uh, uh, what is it, my dear? Uh, yes, hello, I was just, I was just wondering, um, uh, the high priestess, I, I haven't seen her for, for, for a while. Uh, uh, is, is, is she on a, a, a mission or, or something? Um, Sialdra. Yes. Yes, she, she received some sort of hymn, some sort of harmony last night, um, day before from, from Lalira, and she's working on that right now, um. She's up within the the top of the temple, or was she at the top of the temple? And you see him like turn and look at the, um, another priestess, and like mm. she shakes her head, and like the beads in her hair begin to clack. Um, <laughs> and she says, "No, uh, she wasn't on the top of the temple uh, this morning when I was looking for her. I haven't seen her all day, and it's been a consensus that neither have any of the other priests or priestesses." Oh, but but that's very strange, is is it not? It is. I mean, normally when she's like composing her hymns or choreographing her next dance, she's on top of the temple itself with all the the wind and the lights and all of the the ribbons and such. But she's not up there. I haven't seen her. Is is is? I'm sure she'll turn up though. Yes. Don't you worry. I'm sure she's absolutely fine. I mean, <sighs> if she's had divine a divine hymn handed over to her, I'm sure she's probably just a. Uh, Probably just transcribing that in a, in a slightly different place, and you see the other priests and priestess like nervously like nod and agree with them. Like you get the feeling that maybe they're not quite as joyful as they're making out in this moment. <laughs> uh, oh, 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 all right, uh, thank you. And Suvi sort of disengages with them because she doesn't feel like there's going to be more information there. Uh, <laughs> but she's she's a little concerned. Yeah. Um, so if you've disengaged from them, what would you like to do? I think I... Suvi is inquisitive, so she's going to uh, sort of... Is she allowed to the High Temple? Oh, yeah, would absolutely. Be, yeah. Like, everyone is everyone is invited. The only places that you're really not allowed are, like, the areas behind where the organ is because mm. they have so many, like, bellows and trinkets <laughs> and things going off, um, levers and such. It's just a little bit more dangerous. It's not like, yeah. you can't go here. It's like... You probably shouldn't be here. Also, Suvi is <laughs> clumsy, is so it's not it's not her yes. place. She's been warned from an early age. Don't go in there. It's not your place. It's not going to work. Suvi, no, please don't. <laughs> it's just you're out there, but just don't. Yeah, it's um, for careful yeah, people. Like, yeah, um, uh, folks may be a little bit more aware of their surroundings mm. than Suvi might be. <laughs> yes. So uh, Suvi's going to go uh, if she hasn't already. Just. Um, put the berries wherever they go in whatever place mm-hmm. is is reasonable and then sort of not hurriedly but sort of just go to the temple and check it out and see if she can figure anything out yeah um so the temple itself is um kind of like at the very center of the village itself um it's like raised up on a few like wooden platforms and they're very tall carved beams that hold the roof up there's no real walls except right at the back um where there's like the kind of little temple area where the area that um uh 
the people would be like the the priests and the priestesses would be staying and sleeping the back of where the organ stuff is where some of the bigger instruments are kept um, out of the rain and such like um, and you kind of step up there you hear like your feet like clacking across wooden boards um, you hear the creaking the moaning you can see that all the f- uh, streamers are kind of flying off of the different um, pillars that are around here supporting the the, the kind of very loose roof that's on um, you don't again you don't really see any evidence of the door to the the section at the back is open you know that you're always welcome in there should you wish to wish to go in um yeah there doesn't appear to be anything of real significance even walking up and as you kind of glance up above um you see above that kind of like roof area you can see all the streamers you can see some of the drums and the small um instruments that aren't going to be blowing away today you can see them but there's no evidence of anyone up there and even on top of the area that is built for the priests and priestesses again there's nothing and nobody up there. And nothing looks sort of out of order or out of place or weird as far as she can uh, tell. Take an investigation check for me. First roll. This will determine your fate for roll 20. <laughs> Forever. Mm-hmm. Investigation? Yes, please. Mm-hmm. There we go. Oh, no. <laughs> I can't see oh, it. Oh, Karen. I can't see it. <laughs> oh. Apparently it's really bad, but I can't see it. Yeah, it's real bad. <laughs> uh, oh, three. Oh, I can see it now. That sucks. <laughs> uh, yeah, so you're in, your investigation skill is basically one. <laughs> Mm -hmm. because your intellect is one and you've rolled a two. So off to a fantastic start. Um, (laughs) You are aware of absolutely no difference whatsoever. You don't notice how the instruments on top have been abandoned without anybody up there. You don't notice about the fact that the door is open and you can see chaos inside. Nope, everything looks fine. Everything looks (laughs) fine. Okay, so uh, what Suvi's going to do is she's going to go to wherever uh, in the temple is the regular place to pray. And she's going to mm-hmm. send up a little prayer to Lalira, just uh, hoping that the priest sort of well wishes for the priestess because she's a little bit concerned. Um, yeah, like you can step into kind of like the, the the formal area, the stuff that's not outside where basically almost everything is held, like that quiet, the kind of quiet song of of, of prayer like held within like the, the kind of um, the wooden building. And you can see shafts of light coming through and there's always like a soft dripping of water somewhere. There's like a tiny little water fountain off to one side. Um, like one of those typical like urn has been half tipped over and the water is plopping Aww. out onto the little waterfall effects. Like there's something like that going on here somewhere. Um yeah, you offer up a up a prayer to to Lalera. Um and she also Suvi also does uh, the prayer involves a little bit of a dance step because that's what yeah. she does and that's what you do. So it's a little bit of a joyous dance and a prayer. And basically it's just a sort of well wishing for this high priestess that uh Suvi is a little bit concerned about. As you as you kind of come to the end of your 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 ritual dance, your ritual prayer, um, you hear like a um, you hear like a like a small tapping off to one side of the room, and you realise that one of the doors have opened, and you see um, you see Cialdra. You can see that she's kind of like leaning on on a staff um, in her kind of elderly age. She's kind of begins to like lean over a little bit more. She's wearing like the kind of formal robes of um, type 
kind of like lavender colored bindings underneath like three or four loose translucent shawls of mm. various pastel colors. Um, her gray hair has streaks of bright colors and, and uh, feathers and bees within it. And she has like little silver bells at her wrist and at her ankles, um, her feet and her hands being bare. Um, and she kind of like smiles at you. You can see her makeup is not applied quite as brightly as mm. you are used to her seeing. And you could see that there is definite signs of tiredness and age in her face um, as she kind of looks out at you and, and she smiles. She doesn't know exactly what you prayed for, but she recognizes the well wishes and, and the, the wandering. Mm. Um, and she says, Are you okay there, Sylvie? Oh, oh yes. Uh, there you are. Uh, uh, we were we were wondering what, what, where 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 you were. Uh, sorry. Uh, uh, th- th- very happy to see you. Uh, everything all right? I, I think I am getting a like a song of grief and remembrance building in my chest, and I don't know where or why this is coming, but. Perhaps you would take a walk with me in the noonday sunshine. I am uh, of, of feeling quite in the need of air and light. And Suvi sort of rushes to her side and tries to steady her physically. Uh. <laughs> yeah, she she like she slips her she slips an arm um, into yours, um, and she kind of lets you begin to lead the way. But you can tell that she still has a dancer's grace to her. She still has a musician's lilts to her, but she is definitely like beginning to fade. Like she is very tired. It is kind of like you know mm. her, her swan song is is rapidly approaching. Um, and like yeah, she she kind of half leads you out of the temple, and she leads you into kind of like the forest area. Um, you find yourselves like standing on one of these devices that will just lift you up into the canopies itself, um, a small platform. And between you both, you manage to pull the ropes to get yourselves up um, to a little area that's been built amongst the trees. You can see some of the streamers that have partially been blown off and taken away, and you can see that there is a a little box that has been like well secured onto this platform up in the tree canopy. Um, so the instruments don't fly away in the wind. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, and she says, Sylvie. Yes? Have you ever considered the idea that you might want to leave this village one day? Um, well, yes. But but I, I, I don't know what, what I would do. <laughs> you would see the world, uh... Explore. I know that you are um, devout in your devotions to Our Lady, but I also know that your connection to nature is very strong. It would probably be good for you to learn about the nature that exists beyond our quiet little humming forest. Yes, that would be very exciting. (laughs) I think when the next when the next harvest begins. Mm once we have gathered most of the berries and most of the dry goods that we would need for the village or for the winter, no matter who is still here, and she puts a hand out and lays it on, on the back of your hand, I think you should go. You should take your pilgrimage to go see the world. Yes. O- o- all right. I-, I-, I can do that. That sounds like fun. Good. Good. Bring... Bring new verses to add to our song here. Um, tell us all about it when you return. And if I have already sung my swan song, then go ahead and sing it into the breeze and I shall hear it anyway. 
I am most excited to hear of your ventures in nature. Oh, yes, all right, but but uh, uh, surely he, he will he will live a long life yet. <laughs> oh, my darling, I am four hundred and eighty-seven years old. I I feel it in my joints. I am. No longer able to show my devotions to the Lyra as I once did. And I have felt her presence less and less, and I begin to wonder if she sees me at all now. It is time for somebody else to take the stage. It is okay. Life happens like this. Hmm. Yes, it, it is the cycle. I, I, I know, but... But it is also... It is so- why we have our songs. I know I will not be remembered. I will not be, sorry. I know I will not be forgotten. I know I shall be remembered. And I have seen this village grow so much. And I am so proud of everybody who has gone to Shilvana, who has gone to Freedom's Bluff to make sure there is still joy in the world. Yes. Is that, would that be my my task as well, to, to bring joy? I so want that. Of course it is. And you do bring joy. And she kind of like lets go of her, her kind of like staff and it clatters to the floor. She puts her hand, like, hands like either side of your face and tips it up. She's a little bit taller than you. Um, she says, of course you bring joy wherever you go. <gasps> yes, you are a little bit clumsy. And no, <laughs> yes. please never go behind the organ again. <laughs> I know. But you do bring joy. <laughs> I have seen what you have done. I have seen the rats. I have seen the squirrels. I have seen the voles. I have seen the birds that you speak with and even the spiders. I've seen you with all of them. Just because the joy you bring is often to nature, it doesn't make it any less, my love. Oh, thank you. I will. (laughs) How about... Before we head back, I I feel I should probably eat. I don't think I have eaten in a day or so. I do not really remember. Uh, Shall I? I I can bring you something. What would you like? I shall shall go down and eat with the others. Um, Come. Uh, She kind of like bends down and picks up the stick. She kind of does it with the usual flourish, like spinning around her (laughs) wrist before it finally settles down. Um, And as like the pair of you make your way back onto the lift, you feel this sudden warm breeze Mm. as if it's come out of nowhere like yeah there are random gusts that you get up here but this is a very warm breeze and then it feels suddenly very damp in the air and you feel this prickling on the back of your neck as if every hair in your body is suddenly standing up on end it's like an electric charge all around you and it's coming from behind you you see Sialdra as she kind of like turns her head and looks behind and she kind of like her eyes go wide and you see that she begins to shake a little all the bells and the bees in her hair begin to like chime as she looks behind you. I, I turn and look, of course. <laughs> Not running in fear? Nope. <laughs> so is an option? Great. Nope. <laughs> um, you see on this platform that's been erected in the, the canopy of, of the little forest around you, you see this kind of like cloud it's it's a mist but it's definitely like a, a bright white cloud and you hear this kind of humming and this tune this this resonance this something that is coming from the cloud and you suddenly see this 
kind of very tall, graceful-looking woman. She's wearing very similar robes as Siadra is. You see the lavender body wrap. You see one or two very loose um, scarves and shawls that are actually just magically flowing around her, different pastel colours of pinks and blues and yellows. And she has very long silver and golden hair, mostly silver at this point, but you can still see the odd gold strands here and there. She has the brightest blue eyes, like they're made of sapphires themselves. And you can hear with every movement, despite the fact that she's not wearing any musical instruments at all, she's not wearing any ornaments, you can hear music as she moves. And you are innately aware that you're staring at a form of Lilira right in front of you. Zoe cannot speak. <laughs> she just stands there. <laughs> Almost sort of frozen in, in awe. <laughs> she just, she just, she's not doing anything at this point. It's, it's understandable. Um, Sialdra standing next to you, you have that moment where she does nothing. And then she basically dances her way very gracefully, like a, like a, um, like a very graceful, um, like ballroom mm. maneuver, moving from one side of the platform to the other. And she goes over and she offers a hand to Lalera. And Lalera reaches out and takes her hand. You see some of the age begin to melt away from Sialdra for just just a moment as you see some of her youth return the kind of dark locks that she once had the kind of bright um, yellow eyes that she also once had you see them very clearly now and you see the pair of them dancing very gracefully you just hear this music the tapping of their feet on the wood creates the drumbeat and the rhythm to the song and you see Sialdra step into the mist as she disappears Lilira stands in front of you she kind of puts her arms out to the side of her and she very gracefully bows and she says, Zuvi bows back. Very deep. <laughs> Lilira kind of, again, like she bows very deeply to you and she puts her hands together. You can see that she's kind of resting on the very tips of her toes. Um, and she smiles at you and she says, You are Suvi. Are you not? Yes. Goddess. You can call me Lilira. I was... <laughs> like to be called Lilira one last time. Lilira, will you stand witness to my song? Of course. Do not be afraid. What comes next? Do not be afraid. And she kind of, she doesn't move. She just stays very gracefully upright. Her shoulders are back, her head is held high. She has her hands clasped in front of her. And... You can hear the trees rustle as it makes the music around her. You can hear the flapping of the banners that are kind of like the, the streamers mm. around her just begin to make like this very strange melodic sound. You hear the humming that the humming forest is known for pick up this song behind her. Gone, soon I'll be gone from here, but there's nothing to fear. If you heed my swan song, go travel the world and see the mouth of clarity, where gods are called to die. Take my ritual along to sing. A thousand voices you'll bring 
for a choice you'll make so will you enter chaos to stop cows from doing wrong or do you take your place I need you to make a dexterity saving throw. Fifteen. You are knocked to the floor. Um, At the end of her last note, it is cut cruelly off in the middle. And you find yourself falling face first, falling from the tree, from the canopy, Mm. from the lift that you were standing on. And you find yourself flat on the ground. You feel dampness all around you and you could smell that kind of bitter, sour, metallic smell of blood all around you. This is the third time you've experienced this. So I do know what happened. 100%. As you look up, you see the cloud, the mist that was above you is gone. That electric feeling is gone and you should be feeling it even at the bottom of the tree. It is completely gone. As you kind of look up to see, you suddenly hear music in the back of your head. You hear as you try and distinguish what kind of melody, what kind of instrument this is, is when you realise that these are not instruments, they're voices. They're voices raised in different songs. Some of them are sentient beings like yourself. Some of them in languages that you just cannot comprehend. Some of them are bird calls. Some of them are the sounds of nature and the humming of the trees. It's like your mind is filled with a thousand different voices. And then... It's not overwhelming. You can still hear your own voice. It's not overpowering. It's joyful. There's a note of unbelievable sorrow and hurt. But there is hope and joy in here still. A last gift from Lilara. Sorry, from Lilira. What do you want to do now? (sighs) Suvi, very slowly and and carefully... uh gets up and looks around and what does she see? You see that the forest all around you is heavy with moisture. It's it's covered completely in blood. The last set of blood only recently having washed away. Everything is tinged with redness. You can see the animals scurrying about in fear and worry. Earthquakes are not good for them anyway but blood rain, so much worse. You hear the sound of pounding feet. Some of them are hooved feet trying to make their way from the death of a god, the sight of where all this happened. But otherwise you hear the sound of gnomish feet, bare feet running towards your location. And you look up and you see the priestess that was talking to you before. She has a lot of fear and worry in her eyes, as she can tell in her chest. You can just feel it. You can feel her heartbeat from even where you are. You can feel all that pain. You can feel it like like a cried song in the back of your mind. Oh my God, are you okay, Suvi? Yes, yes, I, I, I'm all right. I, I, ta- I take her hand, if she'll let me. 
Oh yeah, she'll like, she'll, she'll help yeah. you up. Um, uh, <laughs> she assumes you probably fell in the yeah. earthquake. Not wrong. <laughs> Not quite the way she imagined. But yeah. Yeah. No, I, I, I take her, I take her hand, and I, I, the, the priest, the priestess is gone, and and what, 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 what do you mean? Come, come down, Sophie, Lyra. Sophie, and she puts her hand. Oh, it's, it's okay. It's okay, my love. It's okay. And she kind of like puts her arms around you and you can feel that she's shaking. Um, and she says, it's okay. We're going to be okay. Yes, yes. We're going to be yes. okay, Sophie. It, 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 it is. It, it, We're gonna it is all right. going to be all right. Okay. Did, did, did you hear the, the, the song? Lilira's song? She And I... I could feel it. I, I could hear her near, and I, I rushed over here, but I was too late. I, I, I felt it, but I, she, she, you were there. Yes. You heard her song. She, she told me to be a, a witness and to. It's okay. She kind of like puts her arm, she puts her arm around you, and she kind of begins to like half drag you back yes. towards the village. She's like, it's, it's okay. You. You heard her song. It's important that somebody was there with her, yes. okay? Uh, and you were that. Right? What what happened to Sieldra? She... Before the... And Suvi sort of okay. breathes and calms a little bit and just mm-hmm. tells her about Sieldra uh, fading uh, with Lilira and tells her of what she understood the song to be, which was basically a, a quest. You have to do this. You have to go to this place and do this work. Yeah. Uh, and uh, and tells her of the content of the song and is still very upset and very scared, but also has this sort of feeling of it could be okay because there should be joy still. <laughs> so not all despair. <laughs> But very scared. Yeah. Um, as you finish telling this tale, she's she's led you into the temple itself, into, into the quiet area, and and she kind of like very gently sets you down. Um, you can see that she snaps her fingers, and you know small berries and a small glass of water appears, mm. and she she bades you to take them and, and take solace. You can then see that she begins her own dance, her own grieving process I guess you see that these tears are just splashing mm. down her face it's like her makeup running like there, there's no business and eventually she turns and, and she sits on the floor in front of you like taking in what it is that you said Sylvie I know that you're scared and that you're worried the Lera gave you this song this direction of what to do it, it, it was Beautiful and but it I'm so scared. It's, it's okay, you're gonna be, She wouldn't have given you this if she didn't think that you could handle it. Alright. Look, you don't you don't have to go if you don't think it would bring you joy to do. Whatever it is I think that she's asking you to do. I think she's asking you to stop the god death. But if you're not ready, if you, if this won't make your heart sing, I will go instead. Thank you, but I, I think this is 
the only way for me to keep my heart singing. She um she kind of reaches out and she takes your hand and she slips off the bracelet that she has with the small bells on it mm. and she ties it very like gently around your wrist and she says, "Let's get you get some rest, and we'll pull together what supplies we can give you." Yes, and I don't know where this mouth of clarity is. I don't know who kills this. Yeah. But you should head to one of the villages, to one of the towns. Yes. I, 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 I will, in, in, in the morning, perhaps, tonight, yes. can... We all have... Can, can we, can we, can we all dance for Lalira? Of course. I, I know I'm, I'm not a Lalira. I'm not a dancer, but can, can I, can I join? Of course you can. I know that most of our kin aren't here, most of our clan aren't here, but I know that they'll feel it in their hearts and I know that they'll dance and they'll sing and they'll raise their voices and they'll create art and they'll dance. And we will do that. And in the morning, we'll give you what we can and send you on your way. Yes. I I would start in Shilvana. We had news that there was explosions and destruction happening in the capital right now and right. I think it would be safer that you didn't start there. Alright. I'll, 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 I'll be a little mouse, I think, and, and sneak. <laughs> yes. You've got this. Thank she kind of reaches out and she wraps her arms around you. Um, she gives you like a really big hug and as she pulls away you notice that she's also left like one of the translucent scarves, um, she's left it kind of like draped around your shoulders. And she says, Okay, Susie. Yes. Okay. Hi, everyone. I uh, hope you're doing all right. Would you mind keeping an eye out on Susie while she's out there in the world? We we do love her here, so in Carkillo. I mean, she's a bit of a mess, but we we would miss her, so... Would you look after her and the mission that the Swang Song gave her? Would Would you mind? Ta, I appreciate that. Um, talking about thanks. Um, I want to say thank you to all the patrons. Just seriously, thank you so much. We really do appreciate it. You, you, you keep our village going. You You keep us stocked up on on good berries and and replacement strings for our loot. So thank you all so so bloody much. We really do appreciate that. But a special thank you's got to go to Jason Rollins, who uh, who named our our beloved now departed uh, Sieldra. So, thank you for naming them, Jason. Um, I um I think that's mostly it. Um, you know, spread joy, be happy, tell people that you love them and that you care about them, and if they want them, give them a hug if they need it, or or a high five, or whatever it is. So, go out there and spread joy. See you later, folks. Bye. Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, 
Or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Martha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz and how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.